Before we dive in, I just want to remind you about the Empire Six Month Mastermind. This is the mastermind for the woman ready to scale to five-figure months. This is a six-month experience for you to elevate your messaging, positioning, and product suite so you can clearly reflect your expertise and you can step into a new level of leadership. So you can attract a consistent stream of clients and access five-figure months. This is going to be a whole vibe. And this is for you if you're feeling like you are sat on untapped potential and you're just so ready to move forward and move bigger, right? That feeling of knowing that there's more out there, right? There's more you could be doing and you're not doing it. This is going to be the activation that you need. We're gonna be moving in so much power. So excited to kick off next month. I will leave all the details in the show notes below. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the High Ticket Honeys podcast. I'm your host, Abby Radford, marketing mentor and business coach. I'm here to help you move like you know you could be and elevate your mind, marketing and brand so you can create a business that you are obsessed with. This podcast is designed to help you claim and become your most powerful high ticket honey self. So buckle up honeys, we're going in. I'm joined by my dear friend, Alicia May. And this is going to be a unhinged chat with us both about Alicia's journey and how she has scaled so quickly and how she is able to hold that space and be able to serve so many clients in incredible ways. So Alicia, for those who don't know you, what I'm going to get you to do is explain what you do as if I was an Uber driver. Brilliant. I've actually done this before, so this is great. Um, Hello, everyone. My name is Alicia May, and I am a business coach that works with women on their money, mindset, and confidence to enable them to activate their most abundant timeline yet. So something I'm super passionate about with women in business is enabling them to create more for less, yeah? So not having to trade your time for money and being able to actually create consistent five-figure months and beyond. So that's pretty much in a nutshell what I do but all you need to know is if you're working with Alicia May you're winning because all of my clients are winning such a vibe we love that I'm not sure that Uber driver would really understand all of that but I'm gonna like give it you anyway of course he would he's abundant he'll be like give me that five figures yeah okay (laughs) so do you want to give us a rundown so um me and Alyssa met in a mastermind a couple of years ago. And since then, we've been business besties. And we both had quite a similar journey where we were both in full-time employment when we met. And we were both riding the wave, right? I remember us, little naive, Abby and Alicia, just kind of like keep on keeping on. And we had some really interesting conversations back then. We were trying different things. Not really, we are just kind of like figuring out what we were doing. What do you feel was the turning point for you in your business? Hmm. It's interesting because I think literally just before hopping on and recording this with you, Abby, I've just recorded a podcast called Trigger Warning. There's no fast track to success. So it's interesting because even you said at the start of this podcast, my results have been created quickly. And there's no doubt that from this line to here, they've appeared fast. But this is why the question that you're asking is interesting, because if I was to think about it from the inception, like the starting of my business, it would be when I decided to not just treat it as a hobby anymore and a side hustle. And I actually shifted the mentality. It was still when I was in my full time job to this is my main gig. My full time job is my side hustle. And it was a real kind of like shift of 
I'm not just doing this to tick the boxes and doing it as a hobby and doing it because I enjoy it. I actually want to see a long-term future here. So it then built consistency of action and consistency of mindset. But I guess the reason I said what I said a second ago is that I really don't believe that it's been fast track in terms of the last couple of years. I reflected on this earlier and it's been the whole decade of corporate career that's grown from junior colleague all the way up to senior leadership it's been the career that spanned me investing in personal development coaching certifications even before I started my business and having a mental health breakdown and having to go through that and navigate my mindset I was reflecting on this earlier and thinking do you know what so often people see from here to here they don't see what happened before so I do think that even you know in this conversation it's powerful to bring this up that even if something looks fast, if you look at what came before it, it all makes sense, actually. It does make sense because someone's been on such a journey and such an evolution that doesn't it make sense that then it comes quicker through the other end? So, yeah, yeah sorry. We're, get, we're getting deep very early here, girls, but, you know, it's yeah, good. Right. I yeah. think that's, that's so powerful. And I think, you know, like everyone's overnight success is never actually an overnight thing. It's an accumulation of you taking mm. steps continues to and don't get me wrong there is like switches right there was probably times where they it so, felt yeah. like things changed in a month right and then you were kind of like oh yeah. it's this new level but like you were actually like consistently chipping away at it chipping away at it so that it made like it was the obvious next thing that could happen and you didn't know how long that was going to take and I, I think because time moves so quickly in your business like to where I am now I think you must be very similar I've probably been about a year no two and a half around just over two years but it feels like just yesterday I was trying to sign my first client so it feels very quick in terms of your journey but actually and I, I don't know whether you agree with this for me because I've never put a pressure on like it happening fast like why isn't it happening fast why isn't it happening tomorrow it really allows you to enjoy the journey and so like every single step of the way I've been like oh my god this is like this this is great like this feels good like you know 2022 for me was a year of consistency and I feel like the year before that I was just happy to have signed a client I was yeah. like you know yeah. and I feel yeah. like you really then get to like really appreciate things because you're like you've really just like allowed yourself to lean into it Mm, 100% I resonate massively with that though I never put a pressure either on myself like it did get a little bit squeaky bum time when it was all in on the business and not having a job anymore I won't lie however I know that you'll resonate with this Abby having a job whilst building a business oh best thing I ever did it really is and this is not me saying you know sit here and listen listen and preach to the converted but it was such a big part of being already in abundance and being able to invest from a place of you know, already having enough in my own cup and not feeling like I'm coming from that lack because something that I really see even now to this day with my own clients is that when we look at the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? If you are not having your needs met financially, if you're not having them met spiritually in a connection in communication in safety security whatever that might be then you're already going to be in lack you're already going to be coming at it from a scarcity mindset so that's been a huge reflection for me it wasn't necessarily a deliberate thing of let me grow this whilst I have my job because I'll be honest I didn't ever think I'd quit my job I, as you probably remember Abby I was very much band camp of I love what I do and this is going to be a great side project but actually it was the best thing that ever happened leaving but I'm just so grateful that I had that before when I was building this because it did take the pressure off because I know there would have been a financial pressure right like everybody would have one because we've all got bills we've all got responsibilities and things we have to pay for so it just created so much safety and I'm so grateful for that 
Yeah, 100%. I can I completely relate to that. And I think that I was actually on a podcast episode earlier today with someone and I said, for me, there's this kind of narrative that you're not all in, like you need to go all in. Like I went all in on my business before I left my full-time job. For me, when I decided that like this was the path that I was going to take, staying mm. at my job meant that I was all in because I was willing to do both, right? I was like, for me, I just think that you can it's just a different headspace. Like my nervous system was so chill, right? My mortgage was paid for. I knew what was coming in. It does. And it does. I don't know about you, but I do feel like because you have two income streams, it then almost is harder to leave because you've got an abundance of cash. But then when you realize that you can switch over and make even more, that's when I feel like it's the time when you know that it's the time to move is when it's because it's not easy to do both. But I don't know about you, but I learn how to use my time efficiently I learned oh yeah 100% because I had to I was working every evening and weekend and I don't regret it I would do it again like I would go back and do the exact same thing again because it meant that I could invest it meant that I had an overflow it meant that I wasn't needing clients even though I wanted them everything was it was able to be a lot more slower and intentional yeah yeah definitely and I do sometimes wonder how did I do it all when I had a job? Because it's like grown arms and legs. And I mean, of course, listen, the business is much bigger than it was then, but still it's that thing of, you're right, like managing it alongside the job and being able to be productive and manage your time and be efficient and organize it. And actually it made me more intentional when I was doing that because, you know, I do think if I'd have had a lot of white space between it and I was all in, and had no clients I'd probably be filling my days with like well what am I doing like am I actually just procrastinating here and building and so yeah absolutely it's just been so good to create from that place and I'm a huge advocate of it right like I don't see it a really good conversation I had actually with one of my clients recently is that if you have to go back to work don't see it as a failure and I even said to her very vulnerably I was like listen when I took the redundancy that I did from the bank and I left when I did of course it was a bit easier for me because I had a golden goodbye you know even if I fell into six months with no clients I had that cash payout that would have sustained me for a bit right but I then said to her even if that happened I'd go and get another job I would like and I still would to this day if I have a patch in my business Abby where things go downhill I mean god forbid touch wood it's not going to happen and we're in a good place but I've got nothing against it my ego is not so big that it's beyond me now that it doesn't seem like something I'd have to do or want to do it's something that you know at the end of the day I would much rather put myself in a position of safety and security and know that I can meet my needs than put myself in a position of vulnerability and and scaling debt right so that's where I had that conversation with this client and funnily enough she got a job last September it was just a part-time one in October she had her first 5k cash month and she's gone on since to sign more clients and it doesn't surprise me because the minute she started to meet her own needs and have that safety it was part-time but it gave her that little bit of you know a comfort and a cushion look what happened so interesting because there might be people that are listening that you know have the little niggle of should I go get a job and see it as a, a failure or as a moment of like oh I've not done it don't worry like if you do but this is also not me saying here sitting here and saying you have to go and get a job like you you do you honey and you do what feels good but I just know that when it comes to money because you know it's what Alicia May does isn't it money mindset is my jam it's such a big thing on the relationship you hold in your mindset so it's an invitation to anyone listening to lean in and ask yourself do you feel safe and secure right now and how can you bring more safety into your life right now with money because that's gonna enable you to create more abundance 
abundance, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that I, I completely agree. And I think we were also very similar that, you know, we both had quite good jobs. And I think that for me was very hard to leave, to make that decision. Because whereas you can make more income and obviously it's much better work like you enjoying your work I, well you actually loved your job I didn't dislike my job but it just wasn't me being able to be my full self but like obviously like it wasn't like I was being paid minimum wage right I was it was quite a good job so it's very you, you have a lifestyle right you have a lifestyle you have a mortgage you live in a certain house you have a certain lifestyle so to leave that when your outgoings have gone up it is more scary mm. Yeah, 100%. And it is right. I think as well, we both started our um, business in lockdown, right? 2020, November. Where it was easier to... 11-11, that's when I started it. And she is. She's showing us a tattoo on her arm that says 11-11. Um, but I feel like, for me, I do feel like that was a huge privilege, in a way, to start it during lockdown, because... Yeah, 100%. No one was going out. Like, you know, I was able to like work evenings and weekends and it not really affect my social life because no one else was going out. So like, it didn't mean I was missing out on anything as much as if I had to juggle both now. And don't get me wrong, my job in lockdown was really hectic. Like I was working eight to eight. It was intense. I was working five days a week. Like it wasn't that it was, I'd been furloughed and that it was able to do it, but it still was easier because of that yeah definitely definitely and I think that's something else that people don't talk about right is the sacrifices that you have to make or that you get to make when you do go all in on your business because for me that's looked like saying no to social plans and reprioritizing my time and being like okay right after my nine to five I'm gonna then plug in from you know like six till eight or whatever and you know sit down and batch create content on weekends when I knew that I was in the office on you know the Monday to Friday and get things done and then as you said with COVID, Abby, again, it's funny because it's something that came up in my own podcast earlier is that where, and like you, I wasn't laid off the bank. We were key workers. So I was still having to go into work for a certain time. And then of course it was working from home. So there was a lot that needed to be done, but what it did do for me, especially because I was separated from my partner at that time due to the um, restrictions and living in a shared house and all that kind of thing. I had so much more time that I would have spend, spent outside of my work with him going to the gym with friends doing things that you know at that time initially especially in the the first kind of six months that things looked very different where I did plug that in to self-development I did courses online I read books I I I grew so much there's so much then that I invested those hours into and you know it's that sacrifice I'm grateful for of course that it all kind of aligned and it was almost in a weird way of course we would not wish COVID again um but it was very much divine timing in terms of creating that business and being able to you know grow it and start to you know take that action because then when life returned to normal there was so much that had already been built the foundations and you know growing forward from that and it's something that I see now it's a little bit of a oh trigger warning guys but there's an entitlement there totally is there's an entitlement I know me and you have had this conversation before Abby but there is this entitlement that you're going to start a business and you're just going to make money and people are going to pay you and of course you get to do that that's the beauty of having your business but there's work that goes alongside that there really is and there's a lot that happens in the background that gets you to that point of first paying client second fourth fifth your recurring income and building an actual business yeah 
Yeah, and I think even now that the sacrifices that I make, that yeah. like, you know, yeah. when anyone ever, this is why I always really don't lead into like working three hour days or like doing things like that because if if you see me go on holiday for a week, you could I can assure you that like or if I take like a day off in the week, I'll probably work on the weekend. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I, my business is still at a point where I'm still growing. I'm still having to work and I don't see that as a bad thing. You know, like this is just what it is to get it to where I want it to be. I know that it will, it will take some sacrifices. Right. And I don't, I'm not as bad as I used to be. I remember like this time last year when I went away for Josh's birthday, I remember like being in the car, like selling my program. And I'm just a lot more, one tip I would say is like, I plan my launches around what I have going on in my personal life. Like I'm not going to do really heavy launches in the summer because I'm busy. (laughs) And you know, like, but I think this, that, you know, like over the summer when I went away a lot, that was really hard to then catch up with the work. And I, it did slow down my progress in a way, but I was okay with that. You know, mm-hmm. like I, was, I chose to do that. But I think that, you know, how do you feel now about what sacrifices do you feel like you have to make or do you feel like people don't know about that you still do? Oh, good question. I guess like I'll, I'll talk about me first and then I'll talk about team because I think something that has changed massively for me in a year was that this time last year I had a VA and now I've got a OBM, a VA multiple team members that take so much off of me so I'm very grateful for it but it does not mean by any means that Alicia May is not doing other stuff um what what do I believe I've sacrificed I think I do continue to sacrifice the outside of the business and my social life I'm gonna be honest with you and it's a choice that I'm happy with I do feel like it's a season I'm in right now and look I'm very grateful for the friendship I've got with you Abby and you know the other girls in the industry especially because I feel like you get it like we get it when we go weeks without seeing each other days without talking to each other on whatsapp or whatever there's just this mutual understanding of we're busy we're doing stuff it's not meaning anything about the lack of commitment and friendship and respect for each other it's just a season that we're in and that we go through these patches and that's been very difficult to navigate with some friends because i've got friends that live all over the country and people that i was used to seeing regularly that i'm not seeing so much anymore and you could look at that on one hand and think that's quite sad but due to the beauty of technology i don't feel unconnected you know this CMA loves a 20 minute voice note. So podcasts are happening all the time for friends. Um, but all jokes aside, that's a big, yeah, that's, but that's a big sacrifice. And it just means though, that when I do get that time with friends, that it's more special and we are more intentional and we spend that time together. So that's definitely something that I do sacrifice on and then something look I'll be very honest here and I'm happy to go vulnerable level with this like last year my balance was absolutely shit with business in terms of non-negotiables and letting go of things like last year I didn't move my body I didn't prioritize self-care I was stuck in the four walls of that office for hours and hours and hours every day on back-to-back calls and I wasn't managing my schedule efficiently and that was a sacrifice I see at the time because I was going from Alicia with free one-to-one clients because that was her capacity working a a job in corporate to Alicia with at one point I had 15 one-to-one clients and it was too much I'm going to be honest I learned the hard way that I took on too many people and it didn't feel aligned and fortunately as the universe God loves her comes in there was a few people that fell away for various personal reasons and things that happened and the balance came down but 
in that time, I wasn't balancing. I didn't have a work-life balance and that was a sacrifice. And there are parts of that I regret, I will be honest, because I did feel burnt out a couple of times last year. And I can tell you how I got there. I'm not sitting here going, oh, I wondered why that happened. But that overworking and that kind of the way that that all led to it, it was like I was trying to fill, I guess a reflection I've had recently is I was trying to recreate my nine to five with my business mm. and it's not the same. It's not the same at all. It's a different energy with coaching. Like when I deliver an event, for example, the energy it takes me, I don't want any clients that same day. Maybe even the next day. It depends on I the type of down. You like, need to line down, don't you? Yeah, like I... it's just on, go straight from one thing to the next. It's too much. You're a projector as well, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, see, I'm a generator and I honestly need to fucking lie down. As much yeah. as I love them, I'm like, yeah. Well, I remember I came back from hosting my first retreat last year in Ibiza I got back on Saturday and went straight back to a full week of coaching on Monday and I was like Alicia learn from this mistake and like the way I've, I've already planned it in my diary this year that I've got the week after Ibiza as my integration so that I'm not seeing clients because I just need that space to recharge and come back and and have that energy so yeah there was a lot of sacrifices as I say and especially last year as I scaled and I don't want that to put anybody off either because I do see it as a privilege and I'm grateful I've been through this journey and learned myself um but I guess the way that I've been able to protect that this year because I do feel like I'm in a real flow now and all that I am doing is coaching content creating and delegating like like overseeing decision making that's what I should be doing as a CEO as a director as a coach they are my main responsibilities and that now is my rule with my team is that's all I touch and it's meant me putting Holly who's my business manager in a more leadership position to say to her you manage and you delegate and I want you to take as much from me and not put so much through me because I trust you and you've been with my business for over two years you've pretty much been here since day one so that's helped protect my energy Abby because I still do have a high client set and my mastermind and my various different programs so that has enabled me now to sacrifice less because now I'm going to the gym in the week I'm having Monday mornings off I'm taking weekends and that feels really good so yeah that's like a little evolution of some things I've sacrificed versus changes I've brought in to enable me to have more balance 100% and so firstly I've got two things firstly with like us as well as friends and who get it like when you see us going to Mortimer guys, like we are a lot of the time not just sat having a chit chat. Like we are sat working. We don't talk for hours. We're just like sitting next to each other, keyboard typing. <laughs> but I feel like it's like when we're like sat there on our phones, like I'm not going to get annoyed at you if you're literally like on Instagram. Like I'm not going to get annoyed at you because I think that's the beauty of our like friendship where we're kind of like, can I just like do this for a second? Then we can have that thing. So we'll always go in and we'll be like, okay, yeah. like, should we have half an hour coffee where we catch up and then we'll have like an expansive journaling session later or maybe like you know we sat across from each other and you would like listen to this banging piece of content that I've got you know like that's like the like what we do together like your co-workers isn't it yeah yeah but um that's really good and then secondly with the sacrificing do Mm. with the kind of like over capacity I get this question quite a lot and it's like how do you know what your capacity is for clients right because I think everyone has different capacities like to you like I love having one-to-one clients I'm not someone who wants a really free calendar like I actually love one-to-one clients and love one-to-one calls and I also like mastermind calls like calls for me are fulfilling right they're where I get to all like giving feedback to people I like working (laughs) so like in this season of my life where I don't have kids I have a little dog you know like 
I like to work <laughs> on those on those things. So it doesn't yeah. really I don't I don't crave loads of space in my calendar to be completely right. honest with you. Right. So what do you how do you feel? What do you what like what would you say around your capacity or having to work out your capacity? Yeah, definitely. And I think this this is something that I've been doing with clients too, Abby, is that we've been having conversations about just starting to gradually stretch your capacity because I think it's one of those ones where you're right, everybody's got different ones. Like I can't sit here right now and say, right, 10 clients, that's the ideal because then you're going to be creating X income. For some people, they'd fall over at 10. Some people would fall over at three. Like other people have got different goals as well, right? You might be a coach that doesn't want to be one-to-one based and community-led instead and that feels more exciting so it's looking at I guess the hours in the day and the energy it takes we mentioned that earlier about energy right and when you host an event how much it takes it's the same for one-to-one coaching for me like the maximum calls I can do in a day now are four and that's on a push day normally it's three now if it's four it's two in the morning a break and two in the afternoon because I cannot go back to back to back to back like that and give the full energy yeah so I think I've learned that myself in my diary and it's why actually, Abby, it's interesting you said like you don't crave that space so much or, you know, like you 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 kind of fill them pockets because I've even found that since January where I've been creating gaps, even where I am, you know, booked, busy and in demand. I've been creating the space where on Monday I only have two clients now and I have all day off until 2 p.m. where I wake up in the morning and have a luxe morning routine and go to the spa and just there's that plug in at the start of the week. There's gaps in between. So, you know, when it gets to my weekends and I do have free time sometimes I, I sometimes I do choose to work because I'm like I've had so much time off in the week yeah. I feel so good and I want to do that so I think it's feeding into a little bit of experience and actually just growing it but my biggest advice would be if you are a new coach or even if you're starting to grow your base now just grow it one to two clients at a time don't go from zero to five five to ten ten to fifteen because it's such a jump like just manage the energy as it comes and see how does it feel for you because i'm gonna start shifting my business down now you know at the moment i've still got 11 clients that are one-to-one and i'm so fortunate because they're soulmate they're dreamy they do the work they come to the calls it's not an energy drain However, what I do know is that as I continue to grow my business, one-to-one will always be an offer. However, I want it to be more intimate and I'm looking at five maximum. And that's just because I've got more aspirations coming up to plug into communities and to create different offers. So it makes sense. So as I scale that down, I'm going to be scaling my mastermind and my membership. And of course that is going to look like more calls for that. But then it means that I can spread myself across those programs and still give that proximity to those high ticket clients yeah so still doing that not at the cost or the expense of my own energy and to have a balance and much like you abby me and the cat right so you know in this season of my life that is what it looks like and you know this is also gearing up for the future because as things progress in my own personal life in a few years time i wouldn't be surprised if i was to start a family or was to settle down and do that in in the next few years so of course the business can evolve with that but i'd say yeah feel into it it's going to look different for different people but don't run before you can walk because I definitely made that mistake and thankfully the universe aligned as I said things fell into place and it created space and unfortunately even though I've got 11 they are 11 dream boats they are not 11 slog red flags um so that's a vibe but yeah take it at your own pace don't just sign at five clients because another coach has five or 10 or 15 you have got your own energy you know you so you do you hundred percent and even like if you have a job if you have a child if you have yeah exactly there's so many factors yeah 
so many factors I mean I've also definitely gone into that trap where I think I had seven one-to-one clients alongside working full-time at one point and I remember I remember that I've I remember being like I had to turn people away because I had no other programs and I was like I need to this needs to I didn't I felt like I didn't have time to create other programs yeah because I was so busy as well like so that like when you have so many clients or so much of your time is spent with clients then you don't have time to focus on actually creating other programs you know I'm all about creating offers that make sense for your business right it's not just about I can make x amount of money per month doing this thing it's about how I serve the people that I want to serve in the best way for the thing I want to help them with what's the best medium to do that right so your membership for example I think is for um the boost is for like beginners right yeah exactly yeah and so it makes sense for them to have that kind of support and to be able to have that and I think that you know you have grown your business to a solid product suite that reflects, you know, what you want to help people with. And that's where it gets easier as well. Right. And it's not either something that you do overnight. Like had I have started from day dot and gone one-to-one mastermind membership, masterclasses, retreats, events. Oh my God, it would have been so much. Like I remind people of this and say, look, this has been two and a half years in the making of products and offers. And it just makes sense. And that's also why my recurring income is so strong because I've got multiple offers. And again, it's managing that energy. So building forward, what do you want your business to look like? You know, what people that are listening that are tuning in now, maybe you have got a desire to create more offer suites. You absolutely get to like, are you, you you know similarly you mentioned a minute ago abby you only had one-to-one and you had seven people and that then sparked the interest for you to create more offers and you know then came your mastermind and your mini group offer and the various things that you've created and it was the same for me is that and i remember actually it was a coach that said this to me once you can't sell a mastermind until you've sold out your one-to-one and it's something that I both agree and disagree with. So I'm very much open, expansive mindset of you do you, do whatever you want. But I get the concept because if you're shouting about the one-to-one, selling, 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 being consistent, and you get two, three months in and you still haven't signed a client and then you create a mastermind, that could still feel like push. It could still feel like force. Whereas if you've already got a few one-to-one clients, that might feel more easy. Because again, a bit like coming back to the money conversation, being in abundance, you've already got clients. So it feels easier to bring people in when you've got people but even myself I remember the journey was one-to-one clients group oh didn't work better come back and get some more one-to-ones did and then it was a 12-week group that then turned into a six-month group that then rolled into my mastermind and then I pulled what came from that six-week group into uh 12-week group sorry into my membership and I took the core modules from it and then created the boost membership so it makes sense down the line that I've got bottom middle top because it's that ladder of offerings that then serves different people that touch my community and come in and and work with me in a different way. And you'll know this too, Abby, but the people that sit at each of those containers, although there'll be some overlap, they're very different women that will come in at that level, that level, and that level they are. And that's why it makes sense to have those different levels as well. Right? Yeah, 100%. And I think that, you know, I always say, I completely agree with you on that kind of like mastermind thing. Like, you know, you do you in terms of creating offers that you want to do, but you will find it really fucking hard to sell a group mastermind or membership if you are unable to clearly articulate the value and transformation. If you can't do that for one-to-one, it's going to be really difficult for you to do that for a group. And the reason to create a group is not because you can't sign one-to-one clients, 
the reason to start a group is because you're repeating the same thing over and over again or it makes sense to run it as a group right it makes sense for people to learn together rather than you teaching it to someone on a one-to-one call you already know what you're good at you know what you're going to share like that for me is the reason why you should go down the group slash you know more people route one to many what i should have said my marketing chat <laughs> i do what you meant babe so true but yeah i think that I, I, and i i actually feel like when i first started my group the I, let's share our first grief experience actually because i feel like this is going to be really interesting so i after that happened to me when i was fully booked out i ran a group program in march of 2021 and i remember so i had clients and I was like, I'm going to do a group, which was basically, it was called the Gaining Clarity Program. And it was to help people gain clarity. And I did the full shebang, like the full launch process. I warmed up my audience. I did a masterclass. I then did a two-week launch period where I didn't literally, I probably didn't shower. I was like, literally, my nervous system in that two weeks was so fucking intense. And I had I had quite a lot of people sign up for the masterclass I think I maybe had like over 70 people sign up for the masterclass and then I had as soon as I launched the program I had one person join who didn't join the masterclass just randomly joined because she'd been following me and then I changed and then I had someone else joined who joined the masterclass so I had two people in but I wanted six and at the time I was working with a coach who was like, how many people do you want in the program? And I don't do this anymore because I feel like it just, for me, it was just like, it was more than an intention. It was more like a, I need to do this in order for it to succeed. And I ended up with four women in the program, four incredible women who got incredible results and it was an incredible program. And then that then went on to, I evolved, like that evolved and then it became built for business, like a four month program. So always start small would be also my recommendation on that. Like a group program, you could literally start a three day training. You could have yeah. just one month thing, yeah. run yeah. it for a one month thing. You never know where that's going to go and you can run it and you can whatever. But anyway, so I remember it being so intense and I literally shamed myself for months about me only getting four people when I wanted six. And, you know, looking back, I'm like, hun, four people in your first group program is fucking incredible. And the woman, like, like, it was incredible. But I remember feeling so stressed and being like, I'm never going to launch again. And I literally didn't launch anything from mm-hmm. that March until the October. Just did one-to-one and did a free training, a few trainings and masterclasses. Mm-hmm. I was so, I had like PTSD from it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's wild. I've got, so there's two examples that are standing out for me right now. And one is probably an offer that you won't even remember because I didn't market the thing very well. Um, and then the other is my mastermind. So the one that I, I'm going to share, it's going to be interesting if you're like, I don't remember this. It was in 2021. It was called The Magic Eight. And it I was the magic eight so like eight and the number eight of course and it was a series of eight masterclasses. and the idea came because I'd already done I think it was two that year and I was like right I'm gonna do six more I'm gonna call it like some kind of membership it'll be like a one-off cost of I think it was just under a grand and I was so excited by it I was like yes people are gonna sign up for it 
nobody did no one like I was talking about this thing admittedly not consistently but on and off and then I got one lady sign up for the March masterclass in 2021 and uh I was like okay I've got one person on one masterclass but no one's biting on this and it literally fell flat on its face and I remember thinking but why I love teaching masterclasses I love this and at this point I was doing them monthly I was literally rolling one out after the other and enjoying it and that was it I let it go it flopped and I was like okay fine and that didn't mean too much to me because it was still fairly early stages but it was a great example of me trying to walk before I could run because at this point I still didn't have a one-to-one client either like I'd done like one-off like paid one-to-ones and like these mini containers but nothing consistent so why was I pulling on something else lower ticket to try and give myself that result I don't know so that's the first experience the second one though oh my god resonates as quite a bit of crossover with what you just shared Abby this was when I created Boost Plus which is which was the old name of my mastermind which is now called the Six Figure Sisterhood Elevation you remember don't you now it was ironically my highest month and the month that I felt the most stressed the most hustled the most burnt out launch I have ever fucking had like I was consistently hold on a second hold the front door I think there might be the front door hold on <laughs> sorry Abby it's it's about, I love the unhingedness of this like just just come with me you know guys so I'm just going to run you through the kind of voice notes that I receive from Alicia so Alicia will be voice noting me they could they range from around three minutes to 20 minutes and in there she will be talking to her cat so she will be talking to me and then she'll be like oh the granola's fell on the floor I literally get like a full like play by play oh the cat's purring oh she's jumped on the window like literally like (laughs) the most chaotic unhinged voice notes I received from Alicia well that was there on times two but that was that was Amazon, but for next door. So I, I, it's it's because I'm expecting a delivery soon. Sorry, guys. Um, so anyway, I was I was at the hustle point, right? So this was the launch where I was going into the first iteration of my mastermind. It was going to be six months and 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 rolling, and oh, it just felt like such an uphill struggle. I had this big strategy of like free masterclass, go Instagram live. <laughs> create a challenge then come out of the challenge phase and have a paid masterclass and then just building forward and I got one lady who'd come from Boost that signed into Boost Plus that was like one of my long-term clients and still actually works with me now Amy Liverpool Amy big shout out to her um who literally came straight in uh which was awesome but for a long time it was just her for a long time it was just her and then as I built through that month she came in, Victoria came in, a few more girls came, basically ended up being my first ever five figure month. And I was like, hell to the yes. However, it did not feel how I thought it would feel. Like it felt like hustle. It felt like burnout. And I remember coming out of it being like, I don't want it to feel like this anymore. Like I don't want to create another five figure month at this level of stress. Like I was literally wired at nighttime going to bed thinking, how can I get the next person to sign? There's people in my DMs, people are looking, what am I going to do? And I was just so, so like tied to this plan and this strategy and this launch. And it just felt like so, I can't even describe it. Like I keep saying the words hustle and push, but like it, it, that that's literally what describes it. Like I was on the go when I wasn't launching it or talking about it. I was thinking about it. Like I was fully immersed in this process and I came out of it frankly frazzled and it was the same month I kid you not and I remember to this day now having the conversation with my coach that I've now I'm now been working with for a long time and saying to her 
I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. Like I'm at the point where that was such a shit month and it was so hard that it's making me question, can I do this? Am I made for it? Like, do I actually want to continue coaching or is it just easier to stay in my nine to five? Because that work felt like hard work and I never thought it would. So yeah, there we go. It's a roundabout way of me getting to that. So that was the second program that just, yeah, although it was a five figure cash that ended and sounds like a sexy thing it was, it was great. It was so hard, so hard. Yeah, I completely relate to that. And I think it's funny because I feel like we both do those similar things, right? We both run challenges. We both run trainings. We both still run masterclasses. I still technically have a launch period, right? There's still a time where some, I'm selling something. But what's changed for both of us, and I hope, I'm, you know, this is going to align with you, that, you know, that our mindset is different. So the pressure is off. So while I'm in a launch, you know, like I've just been, you know, I'm in a launch for Empire at the moment. But I still, when I'm not working, I'm not worrying about the launch because I'm doing what I need to be doing. I've been building my brand. I'm making sure that when I'm plugged in, I'm plugged in and I'm putting content out there. Being stressed about when the next client's going to come in will never bring you another client. It's only going to derail you and make your activity less potent. So that for me is probably the biggest shift from that, from like the intense, the pressure on, I think the pressure on your activity, like mm. then, back then, because I know what you mean. It sounds like your nervous system was just like, fuck, you know, let's bring it. It was, like, I just couldn't switch off for it. And I was so tied to the results as well, the validation. Like it was like a dopamine hit, each stripe link payment coming through. I was like, bang, bang, bang. Like, it's just like, and it's funny because, December was my lowest cash month after and like like that whole year and it doesn't surprise me because I just come through this absolute period of oh my god this is crazy but then things shifted so quickly and then Jan and Feb of 2022 ended up being five consistent and I I didn't drop below a five last year and it 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 felt so different though it felt effortless it didn't feel like hustle anymore because I was moving differently and I'd managed to really crack the balance between mindset and strategy because I was I'll be honest like there's definitely and I don't mean to demonize the masculine energy because it's definitely that that combination of both but I was too much in my masculine and on reflection too much in my wounded like I was not moving from my divine masculine or feminine and it's been that challenge and that change moving through my business that's enabled me to create more now and to do that and get the same result I guess aka the five-figure cash or the people signing up to programs but without the force without the struggle without the hard work of course hard work in the sense that you do the things right but like it didn't feel like hard work it doesn't feel like hard work now you know so it's yeah total shift 100% I think you know I do think that you need to like there is that kind of like balance and I think we all go through it right I'm sure we've had periods where you've gone fully into your masculine then you fully flow back into your feminine and be like fuck I've got no plan yeah oh 100% I'm like I just trust it's all gonna work out it's fine I'm not even gonna take action I'm not even going to take action because the universe is going to rely and it's fine. Um, But I found it, it'd be interesting to know from you, Abby, as well, whether you found this, like I found coming from corporate and also I've got two brothers and a dad. So I've grown up very much in a masculine environment. And then I spent 10 years working in banking. If you want to go out somewhere that's very masculine um, and very much embedded in strategy, then you'd working in a bank is definitely the place to do it. So there was definitely a lot of behavior behaviors that I needed to shift and a lot of beliefs that I held around the doing 
that were attached to my self-worth and attached to the results I could create right and that was a big journey and I think that realization of actually it's become part of my identity was big because shifting through that you know it's no wonder that I went through that launch of the, the mastermind in November 2021 and came out feeling frazzled like basically feeling worse than I did when I got signed off from fucking work with stress in 2017 like I felt awful but I reminded myself that, that I was like to... yeah we were also told that was the only way to launch we were yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah I think that's also like launching is very different now and launching is right so you you learn how you you uh, that detaching I think is really important like now you know we spoke about this this morning that like mm. even like regardless of what's going on you're still good at what you do like regardless of whether anyone signs up for a program yeah it's gonna fucking suck and it's gonna hit your ego but you're not gonna quit you're not gonna stop and I used this example the other day, like I've worked in some really small, like small, like startups and no one knew what the fuck they were doing. Like no one had a clue. And so I was in a really small team of like one person that had to make decisions. I had to trial things out for Christmas. For example, we ran a campaign. Some things worked, some things didn't. I wasn't going to, they weren't going to close the business down because that didn't work. They can, they just, we were just like, okay, what worked, what didn't let's refine let's go again. So if you have a group program launch or any kind of launch, and it doesn't work out how you want, look at why it didn't work rather than just being like, I'm not good at launching. Was it the messaging? Was it your energy? Did you warm up your audience enough? Is your brand strong enough for what you were actually selling? Did you known for that thing that you were talking around? Did you go offline for three months before to work on it behind the scenes? You know, like all of these things that are going to mean that the momentum built before a launch is, it makes a launch easier. And I think that I definitely hid behind the scenes on that group program launch for two weeks, prepping everything so that everything was, and, and the first time you launch is always harder, I think, because you have to get, you, you've never done it before, right? So it's a lot more content, but yeah. I don't know if you found that as well. Like, I just feel like that was hard. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the thing, right? Like, even if I look at every failed launch or things that didn't quite go according to plan, whether it was that they went, you know, the end of the scale we were talking about that felt like hustle, 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 or indeed you didn't sign anyone. There's always a reason for it, right? Like, even if immediately you're like, but I did all the things when you sit back, you're like, but did I, did I actually get super clear on the messaging and the ideal client and the transformation? And was I showing up and selling it consistently? Or did I just put the launch post on my grid and then talked about it on stories twice and no one signed up and hit the link, you know, like it's, it, it's that real. And again, that links beautifully back to entitlement that we were speaking about earlier, but it's so true. There's so much that comes before it, but you're right. Like launching looks so different now. And the thing is, it'll be different energies too. Like I've nothing feels more exhausting than me for, for me now than me having a plan of like, I'm launching on this day, cart closes on this day. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. It's too like, where's the room for me to be intuitive? Where's the room for me to get a couple of weeks into that launch, feel it and go, Oh, do you know what would feel exciting now? I'm going to go Instagram live. I'm going to create a mini offer. I'm going to do something that feels buzzy and feels like exciting rather than mapping it out within an inch of my life and uh, something I don't know about you Abby I quite enjoy that mid-launch point like so not having too long a launch that it drags on and on for months but like long enough that you've not got that quick kind of like two to three week period I love coming up and down on energy that's something that I've seen a lot more of that seems to work and I guess now as well where I'm at with my business and, and the programs I've got is a lot of things are rolling so I'm 
I'm always not always launching but like I'm always selling I guess is what I'm I'm getting at and like I'm doing that through content even when I'm not doing it through content even when I'm not doing the solid call to action book a call click a link in bio here's boost here's six figure sisterhood I'm selling through storytelling through my content through my stories through that that way that I'm priming people so that when they come to me and have the conversations it makes sense so I don't really see such a need anymore for launches it's more for those smaller offers or those offers that aren't continuing that are like a tight container like my mini mind for example I did last year that was a small launch and that was something that formed part of a one-off container but again that just suits my energy better now and that's why I've rolled my membership and my mastermind yeah and I think What's also good to note here is that because you have your baseline sorted, I do think that you can be like, I'm just going to do this for fun. Like, I'm just going to do this for the extra space that I've got Um, because you're just literally like, you know, this makes sense to me, right? This is how I'm feeling. This is how like I can bring people and you can ramp it up when you want to ramp it up. And you can, you know, if you're, if you've got time off that, you know, that you're going to have some time off, right? Absolutely. Yeah. In terms of selling, how do you feel about selling? This can be our last question because I know you've got to go in a sec. But like, how, oh. do you, how do you feel about selling? I love it. I love it. I feel like it got such a bad rap from me because if you said selling before, I'd have said cold DMs, sales calls. Like, what's the stigmatism that I had around it in the attachment? Like, it just felt yucky. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's become something that I do so softly and so subtly now that I can even, you know, and I recently did this on a mastermind where I said to my clients, do you think I sell too much? They said, no, there was over 12 of them on the call. I sell every day. I literally sell every day on my stories always. So, and it was just confirmation for me that not that I'm, I'm necessarily doing it right, but I'm doing it in a way that feels aligned and makes sense. So I love it. And to be honest, I see it as a privilege because I'm a business. Yeah. No, people aren't just going to buy from me because you will get those dream boat people that just self-serve and go to the link in the bio or come into the DMs, but you are a business. You're, you're here to make money, right? You're here to grow. If you're not growing, you're dead basically. So to <laughs> me, selling is a privilege. It's absolutely a privilege. And it's something that is just a part of what I do. Yeah. I, and I think, you know, I sell mostly every day as well. Every day that I, I show up, I sell. And I think as well, like as a consumer, I was, th- I was asked people like, how did you decide that it was time for you? Because I'm sure as hell it wasn't just like, Oh, I'm actually going to just randomly decide that I want to do this offer. Like selling is actually a huge activation for your client. And it, if it's right for them at the time they see it, if it's not right for them, like they could see it six times and then buy on the seventh. Like we never know when someone's going to buy, but like, you're not giving them the opportunity to even come and have their life changed. You know, like I feel like selling is such a, you don't have to see it as selling. I think as soon as you think selling is something where you're being slimy or schemy or talking too much, like, yeah, I feel how I feel about it is that someone coming into my world will have the time of their life. And so if I don't talk around that, it's almost a disservice not to talk around it, you know, like being able to sell from that place of like, you know it's good. You know your offer's good. It doesn't feel hard to sell because you know that the the power of it, right? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And then I'm just gonna end on this one story because I know that Alyssa's gonna laugh at this. But there oh. was a time in actually it would have been after that failed. Well, like, that failed. I say. And actually, know the big launch that you had, where you were saying to me, I can remember clear as day. I was on WhatsApp with you and Juliet, and this would have been I think maybe like November 2021. So um, just so you know, like, Alicia, how how many sales did you get in 2022? Sales? Yeah. 
well, 2022, like 900 odd. Yeah, but literally like the first month of 2023, I'd hit over Okay, okay. So um, so in November 2021, I remember you WhatsApp me and you were like, I said to you, I was like, I've just raised my prices to, I think it was like a thousand pounds per month, 6,000 pounds per month. And that month, I remember I signed five clients from the space of like six weeks. And I remember voice noting you and being like, girls, raising your prices is was the best thing I ever did because I raised my the like the caliber of client that I was working with I felt good about it I was like this is like so worth it like my clients getting incredible results I felt like I really raised the bar and I was like guys you need to sign like um raise your pricing and Alicia said to me she was like I can't do that because my clients won't pay that my clients won't pay that they won't pay anymore here she yeah. is next minute the door's actually here now <laughs> Next minute, there's somebody actually at her door now. But next minute, she's charging, I don't know how much she charged now, but more, and she basically had a 900k year. Like, can oh, we just talk about that? Um, she's got a cake that's just going to be Let me turn this light on. I'm so sorry. I'm, record, I'm recording a podcast. This is what happens on a daily basis. I'm, I'm going to keep this in. Ruby, Ruby this is Ruby. Ruby Bakes. Okay, Ruby Bakes. Yeah. <laughs> Ruby Bakes. Thank you so no wonder you couldn't leave that on the doorstep. Oh, no wonder. Oh my gosh, look at that abundant cake. Now, hold on, I'm gonna put you down, Abby, because this is just a bit of an experience. Hold oh, on. Yes. An experience. Oh, Guys, right. I'm sorry this has got so chaotic. <laughs> oh, I wish I was with you and I could have a slice of it. Um, but anyway, what I was saying was that Alicia thought that she couldn't charge more. And next minute, she had an incredible year. And so what do you feel in terms of pricing? Because obviously you work with clients and money mindset. What do you feel you had to work through in order to raise that bar and raise that pricing? Well, do you know what? I'm so this sorry. Right you, you, we were talking about how unhinged this session was going to be and it wasn't the content. It was actually just me being Alicia May. Um, so money mindset. We don't have time to re-record. <laughs> we don't. You're going to have to take it uncut and unfiltered. This is my life, okay? Um, what was it? Do you know what? There was... I guess what I realized was that I was creating so many stories and I was almost putting the beliefs there that weren't like, although yes, I'd had rejection and yes, I'd had that kind of the clients that I were working with at the time, I really felt they weren't going to come to that level, but that's because they weren't my ideal client. And actually as I raised my prices and raised my standards and really calibrated the mindset work around that, everything started to shift because I realized I was creating stories that weren't there and beliefs that weren't there. And then it was being able to bring that into my daily mindset because something, and I talk about this a lot with my clients, even now still, is do you think that now I've hit, you know, the magical six and seven that I'm sitting here just feet up cup of tea, I'm done, no more work. No, I'm still going, I'm still growing. And I am channeling, yeah, I'm now channeling multi-seven figure Alicia, eight figure Alicia. When I was at four years exactly when I was at four figure months I was channeling the five when I was at five I was channeling six so it was about how can I start showing up as her now and being her now and moving like her now and some people might not quite understand that because I don't just mean the money I don't mean you know like go out and buy a Ferrari on credit and like deal with the consequences that's not what I'm telling you to do I'm telling you to start 
acting like her now, creating like her, speaking like her, waking up and asking yourself, what does my daily routine look like? What does my dream schedule look like? Being and embodying her, like it was a real part, to be honest with you, Abby, of not just the business and the strategy, it was nailing the mindset to accompany it and up-leveling and uplifting. And, you know, from the conversations we had then to where my prices are now, whoa, like they are literally like times five, like, and I absolutely back them. And it's funny because every time I raised my price in the last 12 months, I've been like, fuck yeah, like they'll pay that. Like that is, I know that I've got so many results and so much credibility that accompanies that, that makes that feel so good. It feels like a no brainer. So I was lacking the confidence then. And I had so many stories and beliefs I'd created, but yeah, zooming in on that mindset and being her now, that's the vibe. We love that. And I think that that belief system makes a difference as well like your your whole business is based on your belief system for the content that you create whatever you create in your business is based on your belief system and I think one thing I also want to say is that how do you feel I don't know if you use this in your marketing actually but I really can't resonate with the it gets to be easy because I'm going to be completely honest with you like while things are easier right things are easier in my business now right Things are easier, the way that I create content, the way that I've done. But I would not say that having a business is easy. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the easier option would be have been for me to stay. Well, actually, I don't believe in that, actually, because if I'd have stayed in corporate, for me, it felt so out of alignment, that would have felt, yeah. in, internally, that wouldn't have felt easy. But mm-hmm. I don't think that it's like this, it gets to be easy where everything's just going to be clients are going to be flowing in and you're never going to be having to like address anything hard or like you're never going to have to you're a human being right you might have a really bad mental health day or whatever it is like what your your capacity to process and your capacity to recalibrate and your process to like handle situations becomes easier but I don't actually think it ever gets to be easy I, do you know what we're um it's, it's an interesting one because I'm doing all of this on screen now because I'm like so torn on this one because I think you use, I really it, in don't... Huh? You use it in your marketing don't you a bit but like I'll explain a bit by what I mean by that so you're right it totally isn't easy running a business and putting the work in and you know that dedication and that commitment and the moving but I don't believe that I'm so special that I'm the only coach in the UK that's going to be a multi-millionaire and be successful and create everything. I see that for everyone. I see that for people that desire it, that want it, that want to create it. So it gets to be the life I've got now. You get to create create that and have that too. You know, the wherever you may be right now, it does get to be easier. Like there will, of course, be ultimately that new level, new devil, right? Where things grow and, you know, you'll know this as well, Abby, because we're very close friends, but I've had some really challenging phases in the last few months of my business where I've been redefining my messaging, dealing with clients, boundaries, all that kind of thing where things have been tested. But I just see that, again, as a bit like selling a privilege that I'm growing and it shows that as I step into that evolution of that leader and, you know, growing in my business and and what I'm creating that yes, there's going to come some of those pain points, but what is easier now that wasn't then is signing clients. Yeah. I always know I'm making money. I know that regardless of whether five people drop off this month or not, I know I'm going to make money. It's certain. I know that the attraction is more effortless now because I have nailed my messaging that I'm getting the DMS that just slide in are ready to buy. This stuff all gets to become more effortless, but it's part of a journey and the work always continues. And your brand is built. Like, 
limited she is peaking it shouldn't be Alicia May Coaching Limited. It should be Alicia May Coaching Unlimited. Let me contact Unleashed. HMRC.gov.uk. I'm not a limited company. I'm an unlimited company. I, um, with that then, I think that we can agree that it gets easier. Yeah. Easier. I think it does. And, and the support, right? Because I mentioned it briefly earlier with my team. Because I've made more now and my recurring's higher, I'm outsourcing a lot of that. Like my expenses are very high, but that then enables me to have more taken off of me. So that, as I said earlier, I'm content creating, I'm coaching, or I'm decision making. Whereas before, I was everything. I was the VA, I was HR, I was audit, I was like, I was every department. So again, that's why it gets to be easier. But yeah, I it's no, she switched guys now. It gets to be easier. It gets to be easier by what's out there and her content it now. Be more effortless. You can have it all. But I agree, right? It does like you know, my business is completely different from when I first started, where I didn't even know if it was gonna go anywhere and I didn't know what I was doing and everything was an experiment, and where I think it's still an experiment. I still have those foundations in place. And I think, you know, I think, I don't know if we've even mentioned this on this podcast, but we were talking earlier on in the car about like foundations aren't for beginners. Foundations are like literally something that you should address at every single freaking stage. Oh, right. Yeah. Nail the basics always. Nail the basics. Alicia launched a podcast episode on that. I did come over to Memos of a Millionaire over on Spotify and Apple. Sorry, Abby, little plug. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead, ahead, You plug yourself, Queen. You go. We and it's, it's so funny because me and Alicia are very similar in what we do in terms of like the the clients that we work with. But this yeah. is where we're just kind of like in that like we're very different at the same time. So like it doesn't we're really like the, we're the same but different. The same same we're but like, different. we're like non-identical twins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I think we should maybe leave that there because I have. I think so. Yeah. And um, and I need to figure out what to do with that cake guys pray for Alicia <laughs> I don't know where I'm gonna put it I don't know it's... just to let you know this podcast episode is going to go live on Tuesday and the Sunday just gone it was Alicia's birthday the 26th of February so if you're listening to this and you want to go and send her a DM and tell her I love you Alicia happy birthday um then please let me know if you've listened to this and you have enjoyed it please share a screenshot please share a screenshot your story and tag me and alicia um alicia where can they find you i'll put you in the show notes oh they can find me at i am alicia may coaching on instagram that's pretty much the main place you're going to find me i'm also on tiktok as well alicia may coaching um but yeah come and say hey if we're not already connected it would be awesome to meet you Thank you so much for joining me. It was a very juicy conversation. Um, And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.